Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. And we are recording. Fantastic. We actually were able to figure it out this time. This will be the first time I've actually ever run the real rig, the real podcast rig. So welcome to One Meal, One Workout. David, uh, in the chat room, as always, is um, our loyal listener. Feel free to give me feedback uh, to the to the to how the live stream sounds, and I'll try to do the best I can. Um, if you, if you uh, put something in the chat room and we don't see it immediately, send it again, because I'm trying, I'm multitasking. Normally, I'm just responsible for talking a lot. Today, I'm recording and talking and trying to switch the camera back and forth and reading my notes and watching the chat room and, and, and. And I'm, I'm only okay at all those. So we'll see what uh, happens. Aaron, real quick before we get started, go ahead and if you don't mind, create a episode 55 notes and I'll try and get some stuff down as we're going along too. In case it's, um, in case we throw out anything that requires putting in the show notes. I don't know what you mean. I mean, there's only, there's only an episode notes? 54. Yeah. I mean, you mean, so we'll just do this for me, Don. Just type in email. And just send it to oh. me. Then I'll throw it in the show notes afterwards. That's that's so much easier. That other person that's talking, <laughs> David says multitasking is always fun. Unless it involves a chainsaw, flamethrower, and pitchforks. But yeah, otherwise it is. Uh, the other person, the other voice you hear on the line, and the person you see if you're watching the live stream is Mr. Don R. Sullivan. Hello, Don. Hello. It's great to have you with us, as always. Um, you know, Don, we, you and I have a pretty exciting adventure coming up. We've talked about it before in just a couple of weeks. How many weeks is it now? Three weeks? Four weeks? Six weeks? Six weeks? Till the flow rock? I, th- I think it's less than that now. Uh-oh. Better lose, yes. I got to hurry up and lose 40 pounds. We better jump on it. Yeah. It's a, it's a few weeks off. Um, Don and I are going to be doing a mud run down in Jacksonville, Florida. So if you're a listener and you're in the Jacksonville, Florida area, come on out to the flow rock. That's F-L-O dot R-O-C, I believe is what it is. And uh, cheer us on at the mud run. It ought to be a lot of fun. Don, this is your first mud run, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, it's only my second, so it's not like I'm an old pro or anything. Um, so I'll be pretty exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, what do I, how do I want to say this? It's a uh, it's one of those things where you you go and you don't really know what's going to happen in, until you get there. You know, we just do with what you got to do and and hope that it comes out okay <laughs> because it's. Um, you know, obstacles are obstacles. So I'm, I'm planning on giving Don a boost and Don giving me a boost, uh, multiple times throughout this event. Cause it's going to be a, it's gonna be a fun. It's only three miles. So it's not too bad as far as distance, but it's got lots of obstacles in those three miles. Yes. Yes. Boosties. Uh, I'm definitely going to need boosties. Yes. But we'll never call that again amongst ourselves. That will we Don? Boosties. Boosties now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm ripping that straight off of, um, zero punctuation so zero punctuation. i'm not familiar with that yes he's he's a rapidly speaking englishman who lives in australia and reviews video games oh he is hilarious but sometimes vulgar so okay. take that as you will excellent well uh this week uh we're going to um we're going to kind of we're going to go back to the beginning and talk about one meal one workout basically we have you know, multiple people, multiple times um, say, I don't know about you, Don, but if I ever wear my one meal workout shirt, people say, what's one meal workout? 
you know, the, the name is... I usually say that whenever I wear my shirt. Yeah. Uh, one meal workout. Well, the, the name, I picked right. it for a couple of reasons. I picked it one because it, it, it means something to me and it is kind of my philosophy and also because there was a website available for it. But it isn't necessarily the most uh, yes. self-explanatory because people say, so does that mean you work out one time a day and eat one time a day? No, that's not what it means. Does that mean you only you have to work out every time you eat? No, that's not what it means. But it's a conversation starter. It works for that. So, um, you know, this is the One Meal, One Workout podcast. So I thought we've had lots of guests on recently talking about lots of different things, but we're going to talk about One Meal, One Workout Day and what that really means and maybe some things so you can glean some things from my experiences and Don's experiences that may be able to just step you up a little bit, get you a little further down the road to the healthy life that you want. Um, I'll tell you what I've been doing, Don, though, before we get into that. We talked what about you been doing? last week. Uh, we talked about um, me starting the 1 p.m. 1 p.w. Oh, yes. The one paleo meal, one P90X. P90X workout. Ah, exactly I was going to get right. there. So I'm on day two of fairly fairly strict paleo i've had a piece of cheese but i've had no grains past my lips for two days um and i'll tell you the meal that we had tonight was right out of the uh, the paleo solution rob wolf's book it was awesome it was a crock pot pork loin with cauliflower zucchini and a tomato sauce Ooh, and it was fantastic tasty. it was so good last night we had uh salmon grilled salmon with well, today's Wednesday, so we're on, I'm on day three. What am I talking about? It's going so oh, fast, I don't even remember. Last, last night, we had hamburger patties uh, and broccoli, and Monday night, we had grilled salmon with uh, pecan-encrusted cru- grilled salmon, um, green roasted green beans, and something else. I don't remember, but every meal has been great. I'm not really missing the bread. Today was the first day I was kind of tired, but I was tired because the other P in my new uh, plan, which is the P90 Hex. Um my cardio is pretty decent. I'll, I'll say that. I've kept up with the cardio pretty good. But, you know, I've got this spot on my elbow right here. See this spot, Don, in the live stream? Let's see. Yes, it that, is your that, elbow. That's not sore. That one. That, that pretty much that everything else That wrinkly piece of skin on the end of your elbow. It's not sore. Pretty much everything just, else is. Just the one? Yeah, just the one. The other one is. Just the one. Uh, gotcha. no, we, we, uh, we've done two days of P90X, and I'll be doing P90X shortly after this podcast is recorded tonight. And uh, my cardio is pretty good, like I said, but man, it's it's a taxing workout. I'm, my upper body's nice and sore, and my buttocks is sore, and my thighs are sore. Um, so it's good. It's good cross training. I think it'll help me when we get ready to do the flow rock in a few weeks. So I'm excited about it. Yes. So is it? Let me ask you, since you actually have cardio, um, what is it like to not just be completely winded? Yeah. Like, is, is it enjoyable for you to yeah. actually be sore, or is it still pretty miserable soreness type well, of deal? Uh, I, I handled the cardio pretty well. Like I said, I got a little winded at one point when we were doing these things called steam engines, where you link your hands behind your head, and then you bring your elbow to your knee, you knee to your elbow. Um, and um, I got, yeah, going back and forth on that pretty fast. I got a little tired during that. But it's good because then I'm able to keep going. Well, I was I was actually just failing with muscle fatigue. Uh, the first night we did the one called Core Synergy, I believe, or Core Synergistics or something. For those of you out there that have done P90X, and you know you do like 30 push-ups in the second exercise. 
and I can do like 10 push-ups, period. And so by the time we got to the third thing that required you to do push-ups, I was a little worn out, but uh, it's good. I'm enjoying it. The best part about it, and the reason I'm doing it, because I'm normally not a, uh, you know, sign up and, or uh, not sign up, but do a DVD type guy. I'm, I'm, I've done most of my weight loss and exercise with running is because we have a six-year-old son who turned six last week. Happy birthday, Nathaniel. Happy and, birthday. And we can't go run together, my wife and I, while he's home because we can't leave him by ourselves, and he can't run with us. He can't go quite that far or that fast yet. So um, what this allows us to do is he goes to bed and we let him get to sleep and we throw Tony Horton on the DVD player and just letting us work out together. And we're having a lot of fun. It's actually pretty, pretty funny. We're laughing at each other, doing Superman bananas and rolling over the top of each other and falling over and finding out how uncoordinated we are. But anyway, that's enough of that. All right. So P90X is a, uh, is one way to exercise and the paleo diet is, you know, more of a, um, what am I trying to say? A, uh, it's more of a, a diet change as opposed to a diet plan you get on temporarily. And that was kind of my philosophy when I got started. So I'm a, those of you that may be listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, this will be new to you. If you've been around for a while, you may have heard this, if you've been to the website, you've probably seen some of it, but just want to tell real quick, two years ago, almost to the day, actually yesterday was the ten, two year anniversary of the first time I ran. Um, I decided I needed to be healthy or I needed to get healthy. So I started eating better and running, walking and running. And I've lost about 150 pounds, um, give or take. I don't know exactly because I don't know what my original weight was because my batteries were dead in my scale. And when you're really fat, you don't go get new batteries for your scale. You use that every time you get ready to weigh, you go, oh, wait, I don't have batteries. And then you're just happy about that fact. True uh, story. It is exactly right. So uh, it may be a little more, maybe a little less. That's around 150. So people ask me, still ask me all the time, well, how did you do it? How did you do it? And uh so today we're going to talk about kind of how I did it and what the one meal workout philosophy is and where it came from. So um, I told Don, I, I probably will end up blabbing the whole episode. So Don, feel free to interrupt me, interject, uh, just tell an anecdote unrelated to the topic. If you just want to have a chance to talk. Uh, yeah, I'll try and keep things afloat as much as possible. Cause I'll tend to, I'll tell them to ramble. Um, so let me back up again and say, as a 41 year old fat guy, I had attempted to get in shape probably and not exaggerating you know made a mental effort i'm going to get in shape now no less than 30 or 40 times in my life starting from the back when i was in high school i can remember being a freshman and sophomore in high school and wanting to try to lose some weight so i can get me a woman and uh yeah little did you know you're in high school (laughs) that's really the determining factor and um and i've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and failed and tried and failed so this time i decided that i needed to do something different My blood sugar was bad. My blood pressure was bad. Uh, I was, you know, I was over 40. Uh, so I said, okay, I, I really spent a lot of time thinking about this. And I thought, what, you know, what can I do? How can I help myself be successful? And then I came back to this point that I thought about is every time I'd make up my, my, make up my mind to get in shape, I would do at least one or two good workouts and I would eat good one or two days. And so I started thinking, well, I can do that. Obviously, I've proven it 40 times. <laughs> I can work out one time, At least. 40 times over the course of 25 years. So I thought, what if I just approached it that way? What if I thought all I have to worry about, literally all I have to worry about as far as exercise is my next exercise. I'm going to play a game, mind game with myself and make a compartment and choose to ignore the fact that I need to lose 150 pounds because I can't wrap my brain around that. And I'm just simply going to focus on getting to my next workout. 
And I'll tell you, that made a difference. And we'll talk about the differences that this philosophy makes to you mentally in a little bit, but that made a big difference. So what I did is I got my Android phone uh, and I went, actually, first I got my computer and I went to my calendar and I said, I'm going to run at, at the time, at that time it was walk. I'm going to walk Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. That's what I'm going to do. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. That's, that's not even half the week. And that seems doable. That seemed reasonable. And so I went on my calendar and I put Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 730 walk and set myself a reminder. So every day, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, my little thing would pop up at 7.30. Nathaniel, that's when Nathaniel went to bed at the time. I tucked Nathaniel in, pray with him, kiss him goodnight, and I put my shoes on and go out the door. And I just, all I did was every day when it came up, I just made it non-negotiable with myself. And I can honestly say over a couple of years now, there's only been a handful of times, maybe two handfuls over the course of two years where I just didn't go work out. Um, and that was how I managed to get myself on a workout schedule, just approaching it literally one workout at a time. I know that sounds cheesy, but uh, that's how I was able to do it. Now, Don, you did the couch potato 5K. Yes. But tell me, you you had not been a workout fiend your whole life before, had you? Um, no, not per se, um, meaning that I absolutely hated anything to do with not sitting down. <laughs> like, I literally was uh, was just abhorred the the direction that video games were taking because they were trying to get you to stand up and I did not want that. I literally told people many times, I just want to sit there and play a game. I'm not interested in wiggling things. I don't want to shake a controller. I just want to push the buttons. Well, tell me, so what made you able to go from, please, please let me sit to, I'm going to do the couch potato to 5k and I'm going to run every, you know, five days a week for 10 weeks. Um, we were, uh, well, I was, I was sick of being sick of being fat. Really, 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 really was. And I'd have been that way for a long time. So to get me actually off of the couch, in addition to that, um, we were having a baby and I realized that I did not want to, um, did not want to raise her the way to live the lifestyle that I lived and that my wife lived. And, um, got together with some friends that were also interested in doing it. And then it became more of just, uh, well, this is a cool idea because all of a sudden, you know, we had it on the calendar and we we had started doing it. And then once we had started doing it, it was not so bad. You know, it's, it's an overused phrase. That's cliche lifestyle change. Um, but it's true. You know, you end up changing your priorities. Uh, I used to, every time I would try to start a workout program, I'd make up excuses not to work out. And that was part of my downfall. This time around, I tried to make up excuses to work out, you know, which is a whole different philosophy. It's a, it's a complete paradigm shift. It is paradigm all the way. As I see here on the website, a paradigm shift. Yeah. Pretty much most of what we're going to talk about tonight, you can read on your own if you want at one meal, one workout.com. How do I start losing weight? Uh, I took basically the little primer that I tell everybody every time they ask me how I did it and stuck it on the website um, so people can read it and refer back to it. I'm actually doing it out of order because it's one meal, one workout, not one workout, one meal. Um, that would work just as good, but it, that's not what I went with. Don't know why. But It sounds uh, better this way. Okay, thanks. Or maybe we're just used to it. Who knows? It, it's probably either one. Probably both. We're used to it and it does sound better this way. It's so, true. The, this is one of my favorite things um, 
that I tell people and it's interesting the reaction I get. Some people, some people get it and some people say, I don't want to do that. Uh, and that is make, make working out, make exercising like your job. Have we discussed that on the before the show before Don, I believe we have. I'm pretty sure. Yes. And so what I mean by that is most people who are uh, productive citizens and members of society, when you get up in the morning, Don, tell me when you get up in the morning, do you go, hey, I'm a little tired today. I'm just going to stay home. Uh, on Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. But you, you get to stay home on Saturdays cause you don't have to work. It's not a scheduled workout, that, right? That, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Go with me, Don. And so, uh, oh, sorry. so, um, you, we don't, we get up, we go to work, even if we're tired. Now, if we're really sick, we don't go to work. We stay home. We take a sick day. And that's kind of how I approached it. So what I decided was that for me, I was going to make that mental shift, not only to compartmentalize my exercise and just worry about the next workout, but when that next workout came to make it as important to me as getting up and going to my job, because one of the ways, one of the main ways I take care of my family is going to work and earning money. That's how I take care of my family. I I go to my job and it, uh, taking care of my family involves me going to my job. So I made it the same way in my head that taking care of my family involved me working out. And I just didn't, I just really played that mind game with myself of not letting myself have an option to not work out. Now, Don, when you were doing the uh, couch potato 5k, how consistent would you say you were with that? Uh, Extremely. I think I lacked um, maybe one or two out of 30 um, sessions. That's, that's pretty good. And that is, that's in that we're talking um, after probably five or six weeks, two of the four people in our group dropped out. <laughs> and then after that, if the other guy didn't go, I still went. You know, and that's what it, that's what it takes. You, you really, people say you have to do it for yourself. And that's absolutely true, but it doesn't hurt to do it for your family too. <laughs> you know, that's the way I look at it. That's added motivation. Definitely. So, all right. So enough about working out. Uh, we could talk about that all night. In fact, we have, we've talked about it all night so far, but the one that people seem to actually have the most trouble with usually, uh, is the eating. You know, we in the United States, we love our food. We don't like to be told as a general rule, what's bad for us, what's good for us, what we can eat, what we can't eat. And, um, you know, I just, I've, I've finally decided that there are some things that are just bad for me, regardless of whether or not I liked them. And then I started thinking, this is kind of a tangential to the conversation, but I started drawing a correlation in my own mind to drugs. You know, if I'm a food addict, which I, which I can, can say that I have been in my life, I've been addicted to food. You know, we don't have any problem telling a crack addict, you really shouldn't take that crack. It's bad for you. It's killing you. But we have an issue sometimes telling a fat person, you really shouldn't eat that fourth piece of cake. It's bad for you. It's killing you because we don't want to hurt their feelings. True story. And I don't know why that is, um, but we do. It's something about that. It's it's a taboo to address address that kind of thing. You don't want to be rude to somebody. I'm not saying go find a fat person and and accost them. Yeah, are you Uh, trying to call me fat? What's your your story, guy? (laughs) No. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, that for, you know, for me, I had to make the realization, even if I do like that food, it's still bad for me. I'm guessing I've never actually taken heroin just as a side note. 
But I'm guessing those people that take it do it because they enjoy the way it feels, at least when they initially start. You know, they don't do they don't get, they don't shoot up heroin for the first time and go, man, that was a horrible experience. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. It's a pleasure response. We enjoy good food and we want to do it again, regardless sometimes of the consequences. So that was kind of one of the things I started thinking about was, you know, do is is two gallons of sweet tea really good for me? Probably not. <laughs> and that would be typically, you know, that would be something that I would be when I say two gallons, I'm not joking. We'd make a two gallon pitcher of tea and I'd knock it out in an evening in the morning. And so, um, so I started eating less. That was kind of my philosophy. Exercise more, eat less, exercise more. And so, um, I had some simple things I did, Don. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've hounded on this before. And I actually talked to three people about that. This, this very topic this week, the diet, the word diet being a va- noun and a verb. Uh, do you remember we, we had that discussion here before, I believe also. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know that everyone's an English major. So okay, let me, that for me. I'll be happy to elucidate. Yes. The word diet can be used as a noun, and when it is, it is the foods that an animal or creature or person commonly dine upon. It's the things you normally eat. Your diet, my diet, used to consist of hamburgers, blah, 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 hamburgers, blah, 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 hamburgers. That was my diet. That was the things I habitually ate. But you can also have a verb of diet, to diet. I am dieting. And what that is, that's to eat a certain way for a certain time to achieve a certain effect. So in, by context, by very definition of the word, if you're on a diet, is that one day you will be off of the diet. Because if you're on a diet that you're never going to be off of, you're not on a diet, that is your diet. And so I know it sounds like I'm cutting hairs, but the, when I started this whole process, I decided that I was not going to get on a diet, period. I wasn't going to do the Mediterranean diet. I wasn't going to do the Weight Watchers diet. I wasn't going to do uh, Jenny Crick. I wasn't going to do Slim Fast. I wasn't going to do name one, Don. Paleo. I didn't even know about paleo then, so I didn't say that to myself. That's uh, well, probably it's it kind of broke down yeah. the whole story there, didn't it? I, I decided I was not going to get on any particular diet. I wasn't going to do Atkins. There's one. I wasn't going to do South Beach. Um, I decided that I was going to change my diet. Period. And I was only going to change it into ways. I was only going to make changes to it that I felt like that I would be comfortable with for the rest of my life, 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 life. Do you like the echo effect? Changes, yes. That was cool. Permanency. Mark's not here to tell me to stop being goofy. Uh, I was trying to move it along, but you just completely ignored me. Yeah. Did we, uh, did we mention that Mark's not here? I know I said, I'm running the soundboard, but I don't think we even gave Mark Uh, a nod. We talked about it before the show started. That's the problem. Our third member of our trio, Mark Cockrell is in Wisconsin on training for his job. Uh, and so he's he was not able to be with us tonight, but um, so Mark, we love you, we miss you. Glad you made it there safely. There was some bad weather; you got stuck on the the tarmac for a couple of hours. But yeah, we talked about it before the show, so it was like it was part of the show, and then we just kept on talking like we knew what we were talking about. But anyway, back to what we we're talking about. So here are my changes I made. My initial changes: one, no sweet drinks. Aforementioned sweet tea, YDTM. You're dead to me. That's what I said to it. I looked at that picture of tea in the eye. And I said, YDTM, you're dead to me. And uh, my friend Terry Baker had said, don't drink your calories. And that seemed like such a simple idea and a simple thing to change. So pretty much with maybe a gallon's worth of exceptions in two years, I have not drank my calories. But Aaron, those diet drinks will kill you. Don, I'm glad you said that. Because the thing is, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of conflicting evidence about whether this sweetener or that sweetener is bad for you, or whether carbonation is bad for your kidneys or it isn't. But everybody agrees that being 150 pounds overweight is bad for you. There's not a person in the world except that one lady in England that's trying to get to 1,200 pounds. Uh, there's not a person in the world that doesn't agree that being massively overweight is bad for you. So I've chosen to continue um, to do the no sweet drinks or the, the diet drinks uh, at times, and took for, took a break off of them for about four months, and uh, didn't really seem to hurt or help. And so I've just I'm back on them again, um, trying to limit my intake of them. Sometimes successfully, sometimes not. Trying to drink more water. Trying to focus on drinking more water, and not on less diet drinks. If that makes any sense. The second thing I did, Don, and this one was a big one because I used to tell people, you know, if I was an alcoholic, I could just quit drinking. I don't know why when I said that I always sounded like I was a redneck, but uh. I used to tell people that if I was an alcoholic, I could quit drinking. If I smoked, I could quit smoking. But I'm I'm a foodaholic and I can't quit eating. Yes, and people uh, will not support you cold turkeying. No. I was going to say cold turkeying turkey. You've never eaten turkey. Yeah. So so so, uh, so I, I used to use that kind of as another crutch, another excuse of why it was so hard for me to lose weight. So I just decided, you know what? I don't have to not eat at all. I just need a concrete marker, a line in the sand that I can draw, something that I can. To make it uh, simple for me mentally to 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 differentiate, so I just decided nothing, no seconds. That was it. No seconds. No thirds. No fourths. No fifths. And so that gave me a way to control my portions and still eat, but also a real hard line in the sand that gave me a, a place to just kind of cut it off. And um, that's something I've allowed myself to break from time to time. I've broken all these, like I said, from time to time because. I'm not on a diet. I'm not. I'm not under the law of condemnation. Uh, I'm. I'm free to do what I want to do, knowing the consequences for my choices. So there's been times I've had seconds when something was really good. Uh, but as a general rule, I get my plate of food at dinner, and I eat my plate of food, and I'm done. And that was a big change because I used to be. I used to be in the triple plate club, Don, where I would go get first, I'd get seconds, and unless Cheryl told me save that, that's for your lunch tomorrow, I'd eat what was left. Yeah, that there's that. Oh, there's just a little bit left, and then it's you know another plateful, and you just go eat it because it's there. Exactly. And hey, why not? Oh, because it's making you fat. Oh yeah, exactly. Why not? Oh yeah, because it's killing me slowly but surely. We could do a parody of "Killing Me Softly," and we could do "Killing Me Slowly." Killing me slowly with, with mashed potatoes. Food. Yeah. Hamburgers, yeah, but that's we're not a singing podcast. We'd like to apologize to everyone that heard that. Um, so anyway, third step, I started eating healthy snacks. You know, I used to be, uh, I'd eat chips. I would eat, well, everybody knows what bad things are. <laughs> David in the chat room says, my ears. Thank you, David. Uh, everybody knows what bad snacks are. I started trying to eat healthier snacks. We started buying a little more fruit, a few more nuts, eating light popcorn in the evenings if we were hungry instead of a bowl of cereal, that kind of thing. That was pretty simple. And then I decided I was just going to lay, I was going to lay off the white foods because I was, had been diagnosed diabetic. I wasn't being treated for it yet. I wanted to try to do something. And so, you know, white rice, white potatoes, white pasta, all those things um, have high glycemic indexes and they convert quickly to sugar and they spike your blood sugar. So I just decided we were going to, I was going to step away from those um, personally and just kind of make a change to that. So we started as a family, we would um, do wheat pasta, we bought wheat bread, um, we did brown rice, we tried to, like if we had spaghetti, which is already a big old huge carbohydrate meal, we'd do the wheat spaghetti, and then Cheryl wouldn't make 
French bread to go with it. Because <laughs> used to she'd do the white spaghetti. I would eat three plates of it and an entire loaf of French bread practically, you know. So um, that was kind of the change. The, the two pieces for Cheryl and then the one piece or half a piece for Nathaniel and then you eat the rest of the exactly. big. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, done that. So, you know, I'm, uh, I want to I want to make a point right here. That's my list. That was the diet changes that I made that and exercise changes that I made that caused me to lose 150 pounds. Um, Don and I had a show one time where I said the word reasonable a thousand times. And uh, oh, I, didn't, I thought we'd agree to never speak of that again. Sorry. Um, the point it's is just unreasonable. <laughs> the point is, is that I was eating totally unreasonable amounts of food and my activity level was zero, which really in the scheme of things is not reasonable either. And all I did was basically come back to normal. I'm not up until now. I haven't been, I'm not, you know, some kind of super jock fitness freak guy. Like you, like the people that fat people always love to hate. I'm not the guy at the gym that eats the lean chicken breast and two, you know, heads of cauliflower that have been baked with no butter and drinks, you know, creatinine out of a sports bottle and works out three hours a day. I, I haven't never been that guy. I don't really have any aspirations to be that guy at this point. But what I wanted to be, um, in the words of Jason Carver, one of our previous guests, his definition of fitness was being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And that's what I wanted to be able to do. I wanted to be able to be with my family, uh, hang out with my son, go places, do things, um, when I wanted to do them, I wanted to be able to rock climb. I wanted to be able to hike. I wanted to be able to swim. I wanted to be able to play and run. And at 400 pounds, I could not do that. It wasn't that I didn't want to, even though I didn't want to because I was fat and it wasn't very fun, but I could not do it. Literally could not. Uh, we went to Stone Mountain, which if you're from the Georgia area, you know what Stone Mountain is the largest granite bathalus in the United States. Um, it's a big old huge piece of granite that sticks up out of the ground east of Atlanta. And, uh, some friends of and I went there and we rode the gondola to the top. And then me and my friend Jim and his three kids, three teenagers walked down the mountain, not up the mountain, down the mountain. And, and then we walked back around the base of the mountain, uh, back to the park where the, at the base of the mountain, it's probably the whole route from the bottom of the mountain. Once you get down, it's back around, it's about a mile and a half. I literally thought I was going to die. I'm not, I'm, when I say that, I'm not joking. It was in the summer. It was hot. This was Oh nine. Um, I was at my heaviest and I literally thought I was going to die. It was so funny because we came up, when you come back up to the park, Don, I don't know if you've ever been there, if you remember, know this, there's a big long fence that you have to go down that takes you back around to the entrance of the park. But straight ahead, there's a gate that says no admittance. And it kind of is like the back area, like the back area at Disney world. And, and Jim's kids had gone on up ahead and I was struggling along. And I told Jim, I said, I can see over the fence there. That's the train depot. That's where the girls are waiting for us. Cause my wife and, and his wife had the little kids. Um, I said, I'm going to see if I can cut through the back. And he said, do you think they'll let you? And I walked through the gate, and there was a lady sitting at a picnic table eating her on her lunch break. And I walked up and said, uh, is that door locked? Because there was a door in the fence there that let, us, let you back in the back of the park. And she said, uh, no. I said, okay, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm going to die if I have to walk around to the front. So I'm going to go through that door unless you physically stop me. <laughs> <laughs> and since I weighed about 400 pounds at the time and she weighed about 120, she just kept eating her sandwich and said, okay. And I went through the door and walked about 30 yards and collapsed in the shade and got a drink of water. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something I really wanted to do and just could not do it. I barely managed to do that. Um, yeah, I just Googled it. That trail is one mile. 
one mile. I, I told, and, I remember specifically telling Cheryl when we got there. It said it was one mile on the map, but I think it's three miles. <laughs> and I, I just to to back you up on how it feels to go out there and look at something like that. Abby and I went for our one year anniversary, and we, I specifically remember having the conversation. These people are crazy. They're hiking up a mountain. Why would you ever want to do that? Why would you do that on purpose? Yeah, what well, doesn't make any sense? That's funny. So, you know, I hope people are getting the idea from this that, uh, you know, people ask me, let me back up. People ask me, Aaron, what you, what are you doing when they saw I'd lost 50 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever? And I would say, I'm using the LM method. And they'd say, LM, I'd say, yeah, E-L-E-M, eat less, exercise more. And uh, it really is simply that. Now, here's the thing, guys. I'm, I'm being real honest here. I'm just talking from my heart today. I know that losing weight is not easy, or I would have done it 30 years ago instead of two years ago. But it is, if you're if you're severely overweight, unless you have some kind of underlying health issue, which you all know you're supposed to be checked out before you start any diet or exercise program, losing weight is very simple. If you decrease your calories, increase your activity level, um, you will begin to lose weight. It's just a, it's a mathematical formula. There's all kinds of fancy things you can do by doing the paleo diet and becoming fat adapted and this and that and mixing this carb with that fancy food and all that. And you can do that if you want to get down to 6% body fat or something like that. You can do that kind of things. But if you're 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 150 pounds, 200 pounds overweight, and you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, well, I don't know if I can really do that. I was that guy. I was the 400-pound fat guy who would ask his son to hand me the remote that was three feet away from him because I didn't want to get up and walk three feet. You know, I was the guy that would let my wife bring the groceries in because I was just too fat and physically exhausted all the time to be able to do it. Um, I, I was that guy. I was the guy. I, I was literally one of the, the guys like you'd see on um, The Biggest Loser. And it, it's not that I'm a genius. I mean, I tested that way in high school, but it's not that I'm a genius as far as food loss, <laughs> food, weight loss. I can't talk though. Um, but it's 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 really that simple. We just make it so hard. We make it so complicated. We count all these things and we do all these things and we join all these plans. And it's really about just slowly adapting your lifestyle back. Because what happens is we we adapt to being overweight slowly and we just got to reverse the process. I've, I've thought about writing Don a book about inertia because you know what do you know the definition of inertia um give it to me don't google it definitely and, uh, and you want you google it and tell me if i'm right while i'm talking oh let's do that inertia is the tendency of an object at motion to stay in motion or an object at rest to stay at rest please verify is the resistance of, of any physical object to a change in its state of motion or rest or no. the tendency of an object to resist any change in its motion Right. So what happens is, is what I get what we call fat inertia. As you know, the fatter you get, the less likely you are to be active and you slowly come to a halt. And then once you're stopped, it takes a significant amount of force or effort to get you moving again. But the advantage is once you get moving again, then you have inertia in your favor uh, and you, you, you are able to kind of counteract and move past the, the, the effects of, of uh, the weight. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, you're thinking, I can't do this. Let me tell you this. Let me just say this to you. I'm hoping there's some people out there listening today or, or one day, whatever day they finally find this podcast. If you if you're that guy who hasn't started yet or that gal who hasn't started yet and you're 50 or more pounds overweight, 
All you have to do is put a string of healthier meals and a string of more active days together. And at the end of it, you will be in better shape. I, you know, I tell people all the time, I didn't lose 150 pounds. I lost one pound 150 times. And it, that is the way you lose it. Unless you go get lipo or surgery or you have some kind of weird farming accident, you don't lose pounds of fat at the same time. It comes off gradually. And that's the way you have to approach it. So the whole thing, the whole one meal and workout philosophy is this. I approach every day and even down to the degree of every meal and every workout one at a time. I look at every meal and say, what's the best I can do at this meal? And if I fail, then I take that same approach to the very next meal. And then it's the same way with the workout. I do everything I can to get myself to that workout. My friend Gretchen is, is, uh, enjoys posting things on Facebook on the Fit and Fabulous group and mentioning again. Uh, she said it before to me, I think. Uh, I've never regretted going to a workout, but I've regretted not going. So just getting yourself to that workout and getting that workout going. Uh, so one meal one workout, a string of them. And then what you happen, what happens is one pound comes off, then two pounds comes off, then three, then four, then five, then 10, then 20, then 30, then 50. And so, uh, it's an, it's, it's just a process and you get that inertia going and you start moving. And before you, before you know it, you look back like I have, I look back, it's been two years now since I started this two years. Today is the two, yesterday was the two year anniversary of the first time I actually ran. And I think, you know, I could have waited another two years and I'd be right where I was. But uh, it's not a it's not a matter of of overnight success. It's a matter of making that that smarter choice all the time. And we've talked too about how that that those those little decisions, the small changes, and you know I'm going to eat better this meal, and I'm going to do something today physically. That's how you get fat, just in the opposite direction. <laughs> exactly. You just don't think about it, and it's not that you went and you ate 150 pounds worth of you know, well, sometimes pork at the, yeah, you might, if, if you're that guy, you didn't, you didn't go to the golden trough as I like to call it. You didn't go to golden corral and, and eat and eat and eat until they kicked you out. Cause they were running out of food. And you know, it's, it's over a long time for most people. It's over their whole life. Yeah. So it's not something that you're just going to turn around and all of a sudden you're going to lose 50 pounds in a month unless you're really fat. Yep. Which that's the secret to quick weight loss. You know, get yep. really, really fat comes off fast. You know, being facetious, of course, but it is true. Yeah the the um, the the thing about the the one meal workout philosophy that I think made it work for me. The big thing is uh, what I used to do was okay, I'm going to really start working out, and then I would fail after the second or third time, and then I'd go through a cycle of guilt and condemnation, and then I would just go eat comfort food, and then I'd wait until the next point where I got fed up with myself, and I'd do it again. With this philosophy, if you really apply it to your life, there is no failing beyond the meal that you're on. So you see what I'm saying? So if I had a bad dinner tonight, I didn't really fail. I had a bad dinner. So that means there's no excuse. There's no reason not to start fresh and and apply myself again at breakfast. You know, because I used to go through, I don't know if you did this, the, uh, I used to go through the, um, okay, I need to really do something. I'm going to get started January 1st. January 1st would come around and I'd be in the middle of the holidays. And I would, okay, you know what? My birthday is February 10th. I'm going to get myself uh, some kind of plan and I'm going to start working out at the gym on, you know, for my birthday. I'm going to get myself a, a, a membership at a gym. 
well, you know what? This summer, I'm going to go ahead and get started. You just push it back and you 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 start and you fail and you push it back and you start and you fail and you push it back and it doesn't, it doesn't work. But if you take away the failure part of it and the condemnation, you say, you know what? If I fail to dinner tonight, I don't care. I'm starting tomorrow at breakfast. It becomes a win every time. Yeah, mine was always, I'm going to start riding my bike, but it's way too hot out there right now. You got to be crazy to go outside. It's way too cold out there right now. You got to be crazy to go outside. <laughs> so really, there was only like, it's, and this is South Georgia, so there's only about two weeks out of the whole year. Right. And I didn't even really, it's funny now, because I didn't even really know what too hot and too cold really were. If it's 85 degrees outside, I would enjoy running. I would like to go running right now if yeah. it's 85 degrees. Unfortunately for me, it's 106 out there right now. You'd be crazy to go out there. Come on, Don. You can but, do it. Yeah. Whenever I was doing couch to 5K, um, one of the things I determined, I did not count as a day off. I would make up the time, not like skip, but make up the time if it was colder than 40 degrees outside. Right. 40 degrees. Not it's 60 and breezy. You know, that was the type of stuff that I was using as an excuse before. It's not even legitimate. You know, people say, God, it's getting hot out there. They were saying that this year, and I just started laughing at myself because it was like 79 degrees outside. People are crazy. It's it's funny because I I didn't have the camera on you during all that. I'm going to put the camera back on you. Say all that again. All that again. One more time. All that again. Perfect. Okay. So, um, you know, it's funny because you start making excuses. If if you want to really... If you're trying to make a change, you wish you really should be making excuses to do it, not the other way around. You know, that's and that's what I've tried to do. Um, it helps but doing have, it's hard, Aaron. I know it's it, just hard. It helps to have a supportive wife, um, which I do. I'm blessed with a supportive wife, and so you know, I'd say, "All right, honey, I'm going to work out." And she'd say, "Okay," and you know, and supported me and gave up an hour of our time together, two or three, four nights a week, and um, that's important. That's and sometimes you know, I know people's schedules are busy. That's why we've done multiple podcasts on ways to squeeze workouts in and alternatives to regular workouts and that kind of thing. So a couple other things to talk about real quick before we wrap it up. Um, something else I did was I got an accountability partner, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel, retired Colonel. Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Dan, no, Lieutenant Colonel Brian Edholm uh, from the Army who met with me every other week for lunch and, uh, for the first first couple of weeks he met with me and then every other week going forward for the first several months, probably the first six or eight months we did that. And basically we just got together and visited and then he'd say, how's it going? You look good. You're doing great. Keep it up. Uh, it wasn't about brow beating session. You don't want somebody that's going to beat you over the head. But what it was, it was a touchstone of accountability. I knew that if I was going to be honest with myself and I was going to sit down across from Brian, he's going to say, how's, how's it going? Um, it made me want to to get out. It was another, another motivation tool for myself. And then the other thing I did was I started blogging about it and posting on Facebook and talking about it. Probably somebody said the other day, uh, do you remember the days when it was possible to work out without posting it on Facebook? Um, I laughed because I'm one that do, does that periodically, but what it did for me was it again, gave a level of accountability. So, um, we, uh, we see that on there, and I try to always encourage people. If I see one of my friends that I know is in a, attempting to get in better shape, say, you know, ran two miles today, worked out today, whatever, I, I'll jump right on that like button. Boy, I'm, I hit that thumbs up before you even know what's happening um, because I want to encourage them. So, uh, you know, 
the long and short of it is, uh, I guess on this podcast, and my last thing I want to say about it, Don, feel free to jump in if you have something else you want to say. If you have any questions, any concerns about maybe a plan of how to get in better shape, if you don't know what steps to take and you're wondering what's going, what to do, email me, double A R O N A A R O N at one meal, one workout.com. And I'll do everything I can to help you. I'll answer questions. I'll give you encouragement. Um, you know, I'm not a professional trainer. I'm not a fitness coach. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a nutritionist or a diet expert, but I know what worked for me and I've been there. Um, there's, you know, it's a small percentage of people in the world that have been heavier than I was. And so if you can, if I can help you in any way, legitimately, I will absolutely do that. Uh, even if it's just report, uh, report you to resources, point you to resources on the internet that I used to, you know, to help myself, I would be glad to do that. So shoot me an email, Aaron at one million workout.com. Or if you're, if you're bold enough to go to elementop.com and post something in the forums there where everybody could see it, you're more than welcome to do that. Of course, as well, Don, you have any last words to encourage people out there? Uh, you've got to do it just like Aaron. If you're going to, if you're going to make it work, right? Yes. Is that what we tell? If you don't no. follow the one meal workout plan to the T, you are destined to failure. That's right. No, that's sarcasm. By this the way. is yes, indeed. Sarcasm. This is really all about, um, you know, it's not about doing Aaron's four rules, no sweet drinks and no seconds. And no, what we're talking about is, is what, what works for you and what is going to allow you to do this thing and not just, just set it to the side. And it's not about making it easy necessarily, but it's about making it something that, like like Aaron said, is something that you're comfortable with doing for the rest of your life. And you may not. You know, Aaron might take up sweet tea again one day, but he's going to know what he's doing whenever he does. I and will it's not. not be- <laughs> I will never take it up. It's dead to me. It's, it's dead. You're dead to me. So it's it's not about... Um, it's, it's, it's not about being so crazy about stuff because that's that's really where we're coming from is that we're saying it's not about being so crazy about stuff that it's this hard and fast rule and if you break it it's game over forever so i mean that's 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 where all of this comes from and that's what we try to apply to all of this not to not to make the line fuzzy and say that it doesn't matter but to say that it's if you just make it too hard you're not going to do it you're just you're just giving yourself another out right exactly right all right well um, I'm going to say for our diet tip that I'm going to give a teaser. How about that? A diet tip. A I mean, I mean a, not a diet tip. Our recipe tip. I'm going to give a teaser. A couple of weeks ago, we had Elizabeth Connect on Cave Mom Chronicles. Uh, she has lost 160 something plus pounds on the paleo plan, eating basically eating healthy, eating good fresh fruits and vegetables and, and meat, um, nothing, you know, eating, eating good, healthy food, regardless of whether you believe in the paleo philosophy of if you can't hunt it or pick it, don't eat it. And so what we're going to do is for the next few weeks, we're going to feature her as our recipe person. And so I'm actually going to be recording some little vignettes, uh, of her and spicing, splicing them in through the, the wonders of asynchronous podcasting. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm get, I'm tipping the hat to it one time, but going forward, it'll probably be seamless. You won't even know that she wasn't actually there. I'm gonna pretend that I call her up every time. Maybe put a a phone call sound in, like that, and have her say hello. 
and I'll say, hey, Elizabeth, do you have a tip for us this week for a recipe? And she'll say, hey, Aaron, yeah, I do. Like that, we'll do something like that probably. Probably not. All right, so um, so that's our recipe tip this week is come back over the next few weeks and you will see and hear, not see, but hear Elizabeth Connect um, sharing some recipe tips. Now, that unfortunately, that means for you live streamers, um, you won't get the recipe tips live streamed. You'll have to go to the forums where I will continue to post them or uh, to the show notes um, because we put the links from all this in the show notes at one onemealwomeworkout.com. Uh, and I think, Don, with that, um, I wanna, I'm going to wrap this episode up. What do you think? Let's do it. So uh, remember, before you start any diet or exercise program of any type, it's recommended that you go consult your healthcare provider to make sure that you're healthy and you can do that. Roll music. The boss